Hiya, folks. If you're new in town, don't be shy and just stand by. Let me explain to you how this works. Feeling bored or lonely and you need someone to watch cartoons with? Then look no further, because I'm here to play in your ear. You can listen to the podcast alone or alongside the cartoon. The choice is yours. Either way, let's get to tune along. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome back to Tune Along. It's a Christmas season. It's a Christmas time. Now let's get to watching some Mr. Bumpy. It was the night before Bumpy. Christmas special. I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, I remember it as a kid on TV. I remember Bump in the Night being a great show. Uh, this is the one-hour movie. I think it might have been two episodes they came out with a VHS for a movie. It was about an hour. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and find it uh, in any way, shape, or form that you can. And uh, we'll get ready to start here. All right? So it's Mr. Bumpy. It was the night before Bumpy. Here we go. Three, two, one. Play. It was the night before Bumpy. Oh, that's cool. Claymation. This is a Claymation classic. Even the way the camera's moving, it's it's moving like a claymation. Uh, let's see the little frames bit by bit. Jim Cummings as Mr. Bumpy. Rob Paulson as Squishington. Gail Mathis as Molly. So yeah, Rob Paulson is the uh, is Squishington. What a legend that guy is. But I gotta say, Mr. Bumpy. One of my favorite voices of all time. Even the, right here. Look at this. Karaoke Cafe. They're starting us off with a nice Christmas song. And you know what? For the Christmas special, probably would have spent a little extra time making it that much better. So, if you're going to watch Bump in the Night, if you're going to watch any episode of Bump in the Night, um, why not watch the Christmas special? Uh, if you limit it to one, one episode a year of Bump in the Night, watch this one. Let's put it that way. I remember the music being good. Everything about the show being good. Now, right now, I'm assuming these are all characters that have been shown in the show before, and probably not starting at the best time to see this. But doesn't matter if you want to watch it as a standalone movie. By all means, it's Christmas. Yeah, Mr. Bumpy, wackiest, craziest claymation character out there. I don't know how many people would know this character because think about it. Bump in the Night played nine, like back in 94, 95. It, it did play on a major network. I think it played on ABC. Still, though, you're looking at like a two to three year window. Now, where I'm from in Canada, this played on YTV and it played the last time I remember seeing it was in the morning. A Saturday morning something. It might have been uh, I might have even seen it on uh, YTV in the evening on occasion. I think this was intended to be a Saturday morning cartoon. Wacky and crazy, right? Wow. I like how they incorporate the real world with the claymation. It's claymation in real world. They didn't just build the whole world out of out of clay. It's, it's clay people in, in today's world. That's a wicked fireplace. It's huge. You need a lot of wood in there just to keep it going. I don't know, those strings kind of look like a trap. There's another one. Yeah, claymation at its finest right here, folks. 
and I, you know what? Claymation. They're, they're, I'm just going to say it. We need more claymation. We do. Cartoons have taken it to a whole other level. I I know claymation is kind of kind of looks like you know today's CG, or they can make claymation probably out of CG today. But still, there's something about the way the this moves, the way it, the way it flows with the you know, just the camera, the way the explosions happen. There, some things are in stop motion, some things are real. Just that uniqueness. It's a nice perspective, and honestly, for a Christmas special. Remember the California Raisins, Raisins another great uh, claymation show. Uh, show. Uh, they had their Christmas special. I think it was, uh, I think it's called the Claymation Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. And they're in there. They have a, but that's bef- way before Bump in the Night. And maybe Bump in the Night is, you know, they probably the studios probably said, you know what, it's too much money, it's too much effort to make claymation for the revenue we're getting. We're not going to do it anymore. And other studios kind of followed suit afterwards, right? If you're going to make a show to make you bankrupt, why make it? So that's why these shows are even more rare and that much more special to watch. There's Closet Monster. Does, wait, Closet Monster, does he eat socks as well? See, I don't remember the the whole storyline behind the characters, but I do remember Mr. Bumpy eats socks. Uh, Squishington lives in the toilet. Molly lives in some dollhouse. Is it under the bed? Or uh, underneath the bed, there's a cafe. There's... But just the way they designed it and underneath with real props, under the bed, everything hanging, the springs, it's really cool, really well done. And if I'm, again, if I'm not mistaken, I think there were toys for this as well. Um, might have been Wendy's or Burger King. Somebody had toys. I remember seeing that on eBay once. once, once. Uh, I'm trying to think what else they had. If there's any video game out there, I, I mean, I'm sure I could search right now, but... If there was, if there wasn't one, I wouldn't be surprised. This was this didn't seem like the show back in the day to really, uh, to really give you a video game. Although, it, like, look right now, even right now, the way a Squishy's moving, I, I just see this as, as a as a Super Nintendo game. I remember this now. Now, now that I'm seeing this, I remember this. Is this the first time this happens in the show where they show this kind of animation, or it's just a Christmas special? Or I'm th- I'm thinking this would have been shown before, like that, like. Certain flashbacks that they just didn't want to animate with clay, you know, just do it with that kind of storyboard. But yeah, I'm back in back in my first year of high school. Um, I remember we had we had to do an English project, uh, just on anything, just a research project. And people, some people did popcorn, some people did uh, violin, uh, horses, whatever. Um, I did mine on Bump in the Night. And the teacher looked at me like, yeah, I guess you can, but, you know, why would you? And same with all the classmates. They didn't understand because even back then, I want to say 2000, 2002, 2003, um, I was feeling nostalgic for this show. Uh, it probably would have been a good five, six years since the last time I would have seen it on TV. Probably, I want to say 98 was the last time I watched the show on TV. Um, so, yeah, thinking about it back in 2003 or 2002, and I jump up today to 2019. That's 16 years, 17 years into the future. Uh, I mean, now's the time to be nostalgic about it. So if if there's any time right now to start watching this show, you know, it's Christmas time. Why not? Just kick it back. Uh, if you if you can't watch it, if you can't find the means to to find the episode or uh, or just to find the time, if you're you know, but if you have time to listen to the podcast and just hear what I have to say about the show. By all means, check it out. It's worth watch, honestly. 
Yeah, Molly's leg looks like a candy cane. I remember, I always remember this show, like especially Molly. She just reminds me of Sally from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Just the wackiness of it. Even the way he unrolled. Well, don't forget, that's claymation as well, right? So there is there are similarities and parallels. But in reality, the way I'm seeing it uh, for myself, um, this just makes me want to watch Nightmare Before Christmas right after. It's the claymation era. The 90s, the mid-90s. It's the claymation era. You got the Tim Burton. You got this. I don't even know if Tim Burton, if, if ever Tim Burton decides to do another movie, by all means. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a Nightmare Before Christmas 2, but they didn't make it in claymation. They made it in CG. But it would, it would, need, it would need to get so much hype. And on top of that, I think there'd be so much hate if it wasn't done in claymation. I mean, why not? Just do it. It's, it's going to make money anyway. It's going to make tons of money. Oh, my God. Sally's legs just come off like that? Oh, okay. She just put it in there to make it look like she was sleeping. That's what it is. Yeah, this show had some pretty creepy characters, I remember. Like, Closet Monster f freaked me out a bit. I would say this guy, too, this robot, When you, whenever Bumpy ran into him, uh, definitely, definitely gave me some chills. Um, there's one episode of Bump in the Night that really stands out to me, and just one... The one that really kept my brain thinking about the show. And the one I'm thinking of is the one with the, um, I don't know the name of the episode, but it's the one with the toast, the mutated toast. A piece, a slice of bread, a loaf of bread falls behind the counter, falls behind the microwave. The The radiation from the microwave, if I'm not mistaken, uh, transforms this loaf of bread into a walking, I don't even know if it's talking, but it's it's definitely moving around, looking creepy. Giant piece of bread. Um Imagine SpongeBob SquarePants in bread form. Uh, that's what I when I watch this show, I just feel like SpongeBob SquarePants meets Ren and Stimpy meets Claymation meets one other factor, and I can't find that factor right now. But it's pretty much there, right around there. You know, that toast guy, but he's supposed to be a bad guy. He's not supposed to be goofy. But I'm just saying the way it looks, the way the the feet mesh with the body. You know, how, how do you put feet on a piece of bread? Right, just the way they did that. Um, had had a lot of Nickelodeon to it. Let's put it that way. A lot of obscure weirdness, uh, as uh, as Tim Burton puts it. I think it's a uh, a garden of childhood nightmares. Just the way he, you know, you know that 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 feeling, that mesh. It's creepy, but it's still acceptable to be around. You know, like if Mister Bumpy was in a, you know. A psychotic show. Kids wouldn't watch this. This would be totally weird. The fact that he's wacky and crazy and nutty brings on a whole nother level. It, it doesn't make him look as creepy, but he's one of the creepier looking characters with those eyes like that. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, those blobs or those uh, those nebulas, whatever they're called in uh, in Digimon. They're basically the guys with the shells. They're, they're basically like Gary. They have. They have a, sh a round body and they have eyes that stick off, stick out with uh, with little twigs. And I'm thinking also of that uh, anime parasite, the uh, the parasite character. He starts talking and the eyeball just starts pointing out. That's it's kind of weird. Come on, Squish, get in the back door. Oh, I missed that voice. Bye, bye, everyone. That's probably my favorite voice actor. I think he does. He sounds he sounds like Pete 
from uh, from Mickey Mouse from the Goof Troop series. I could be. I mean, I, if it's him, I, I mean, I definitely see the similarities. Just the way he 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 growls his voice sometimes when he talks. He gets. I don't know. It sounds. It sounds very unique. It's a very unique voice, and it just sounds like Pete from from Disney. It sounds like it sounds like Mr. Bumpy. I'm trying to think who else it sounds like. But yeah, Mr. Bumpy is definitely wacky crazy. Like SpongeBob is is innocent, wacky, uh, naive crazy, but Bumpy is knowing crazy. You know, like he knows what he's doing. He's he's nuts. Let's put it this way: he's fucking nuts. Oh, uh, did you see that cockroach? The uh, cockroach that was just there. You know what that reminded me of? The uh, James and the Giant Peach. Is that a, that's another claymation? I think made by Tim Burton too, if I'm not mistaken, right? The uh, James and the Giant Peach. That cockroach just just looked like it, and that too, same era, right? I want I want to say that's one of the late, the later movies, and I think James and James and the Giant Peach doesn't he have a sword battle underwater with a character that looks like Jack Skellington? And I'm pretty sure he looks very similar. If not, it, if not, it's just a skeleton, but just the face, the way it looks, uh, it looks eerily similar. And I think it was done on purpose. Honestly, I do think so. I think it was done on purpose as like uh, as like an homage to it, right? Even re- look right here. Look the way they're sitting in the forest with the campfire. R- right off the bat. Reminds me of SpongeBob with Patrick and Squidward. They land in the middle of the forest, the jungle, and they have that little... Uh, machine. They turned into a religion. They pull the machine in the thing. And uh, let's ask the magic gonch. And they pull the machine right there. Same scene. It even looks like the same plants. Everything. The way they they came in and showed that scene. Yeah, really cool. The way they incorporated cartoons in the uh, in the shadows there to make the eyes blink. Ah, oh, Rob Paulson killing it there. I wonder how they did that fire. Those those were probably just what little pieces of uh, of paper. Oh, what a cool character, that worm guy. I'm just looking at the way it's animated. This is movie quality. This definitely re- deserves a reboot. This definitely deserves a remastering into widescreen HD. Uh, just the Christmas special. I'm not saying the whole series. If you want to do the whole series, go go for it. But the Christmas special, hey, it's you know what? It's an hour long, right? And for an hour long, to put that much effort, uh, I think it, it deserves some more eyes. I think it deserves some more modern eyes. <laughs> modern eyes. Uh, I think. I think. I do think more people need to see this today. If they haven't seen this, it needs to get exposed again. Definitely worth a watch. Just from, it also reminds me. Well, obviously because he's a worm, but it just reminds me of uh, the Worms Warfare game. Like if they did a, did did they ever do a Worms movie? I mean, there's Worms games out there, but have they ever done a CG Worms movie? That'd be another one to do. Or Claymation. Uh, you know, when I say Claymation, I know they're not going to do it, but I'm just, say, I'm just thinking of all the things that could get done in Claymation that would be cool. Think about it like this. How about every show gets one episode or one mini special that's Claymation? If you had to pick five out of your, li- out of your whole lifetime of library viewing, uh, movies, whether it be TV shows, let's go with TV shows this time, but your top five that you would turn into claymation. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a Christmas special, whatever you want. I would probably go, I'd probably go South Park. 
they did an opening, I think, once. Like the opening they did, it's not necessarily a claymation, but it's stop motion, which is already stop motion. But what about the cardboard characters in 3D? You know, like boxes in 3D? or And maybe incorporate some claymation in there. Who knows? Why not? Uh, that would be one of them. SpongeBob would be one of them. And I think they already have done that in like in a, in a Christmas episode. But I'm, I'm thinking the whole episode done in Christmas. Um, the next one I would do... I don't know. Just for myself, I I, I want to see Beyblade. Uh, I know it's uh, I know it's probably not the best one to pick, but I just want to see how the, how they would make those uh, Beyblades spin, or if they would actually use real real life Beyblade Beyblades. That'd be pretty cool. Um, number four. See right now he's just talking to the worm. <laughs> Lack of hands. Anyways, my number four would probably be Rocco's Modern Life because it's one of my favorite shows. And number five, I leave number five open. I would honestly, I'd like to see every show done in claymation. But if I had to pick, because uh, Rocco's Modern Life and SpongeBob are so similar, I mean, if you did if you did either one, I'd be happy. Didn't have to be both. Um, but what about like an anime? Just an anime in claymation. Like they've done that. They did that show, or not that they did that movie, uh, The Isle of Dogs, and that that I'm pretty sure that's stop motion. Um. What if they did an anime version, something like that? That'd be pretty cool. Uh, what else, Scott? What else would be good? Naruto would be cool, but still, you, you wouldn't really want to do Naruto and Claymation. I feel like animes wouldn't do too well. Uh, let's think about... What other show? Well, Reboot is already in... Reboot and Beast Wars and the Transformer series. Maybe, you know what? Maybe a Transformer uh, episode in Claymation would be cool. Why not? Okay, so he's a conquistador. He's a Spanish settler. He's got his helmet. I, I, wait, was he was he a real person? Then died and then turned to ash, and then the ash became the worm, and then he's still himself. Who created the show? Who developed the show? I, I'm just wondering. I'm just curious. Was this an original concept pitched to a network, or did somebody have this character in their inventory? Uh, and had done all kinds of work with it. Ah, that's so cool. And I, I just feel like taking Mr. Bumpy's front tooth, breaking it off, and just start chewing. I feel like it looks like a piece of gum. <laughs> hmm. So he's just digging his saw, his way down. That's crazy. I I always remember Squishy being, yeah, exactly, Squishy. I always remember him being, uh, getting anxious around him. Like, he never, that guy didn't have a spine. Well, he doesn't have a spine, right? Squishy. Uh, no bravery. And Mr. Bumpy, just the, the character itself. His mouth is his stomach. And he eats socks. He's an endless pit. There's no separation between stomach and mouth. This is a cool character design. Very, very well done. Whoa! Did you see Squish? Holy crap. Did you see what they did to him? They he kind of looked like he was on crystal meth or something. He he looked like a particle of crystal meth. That was really cool the way they did that. They drew the lines so deep and dark that the uh the eyes were bloodshot. Yeah, this show uh this show's got a little bit of twistiness to it. Don't mind it at all. 
and I like how they put their own Christmas song. They incorporated the original kind of melody, but they put his own words in it, his own lyrics. Animating this must have been quite quite a challenge. Yes, I forgot about those aliens. I completely forgot about those aliens. You know, we've been exposed to so many fast-moving, fast-paced shows, frame by frame by frame. Now when I watch this, uh, now when I watch this, it just looks very slow. Did you see the turkey? Uh, and I do think that turkey was in another episode. I just had a, a flashback. Wasn't he in an episode where he tries to cross the power lines? and Or it's a chicken or something. He tries to cross the power lines. And he gets cooked. That He gets zapped or something. But I do remember that episode. And again, I think that episode I watched it at night. So maybe the show was meant to be watched at night. Like a, just a wacky... I want to say this show had the same... Uh, Demograph as Ren and Stimpy As far as time frame goes Like when you're going to show the show You're probably going to show the show at the same time As those watching Ren and Stimpy Either it's early in the morning or late at night You know I'm sure if people got Got some exposure to this show Or it just got maybe a, a I don't know how you would do it But a little bit of a modernization You know These characters are great Still can't get it get over on how shiny his eyes are would that be do you think that would be clay i think that would be uh they look like eggs but I, I think it's like a plastic some kind of plastic yeah it's the same style of eye that uh, they use for the worm it's probably the same style they use for everything now that, now that i'm looking at it it's just bumpy looks so unique you you, you think he's done differently but yeah because the the um that robot guy there, he, yeah, he kind of looks like um, somebody right out of a robot chicken, the way they animated that. And actually, the, the mouth is animated a lot better than robot chicken. Robot chicken just puts uh, little little stickers to change the mouth. Well, they're doing it here, too. Actually, I take that back. They're doing it right now here. But but still, it's still far better done over on uh, in Bump in the Night. The fact that they're all hanging out together for Christmas in this episode, you know, if you know the characters, you know that robot guy. He doesn't he doesn't hang out with nobody. He doesn't help nobody. He's just a nuisance. Closet monster. Um, most of the characters are never seen all in the same place. But Christmas has a way of bringing everybody together, even the aliens, even the roaches, uh, even that little bunny rabbit in the back there. Everybody's got come together, and they're going to make some kind of Christmas play. That's what I like about. That's why I enjoy Christmas specials. You don't. You know what? You don't even have to celebrate the holiday of Christmas. But if you do enjoy cartoons, um, by all means, watch those Christmas specials. They always try to do something a little different, a little bit. Um, of course, they're gonna they're gonna stay on the Christmas theme, but it's fun to do to see what they're gonna do with it, and how they play it out. And when they bring out all the characters, you know, it's a special. It's a special moment seeing all the characters. You know, like uh, back in the day. I remember Power Rangers. There was an episode where they brought in, no joke, they brought in every single Power Ranger ever ever shown on TV was in one episode. And I didn't know that that was the Japanese doing that. I thought it was, well, I knew they dubbed it, but I didn't think they did it for everything. And it turned out that was dubbed as well. <laughs> all of it was dubbed. But it's just fun to see how they bring all the characters together. Or when they do crossovers, top 10 crossovers, we got to have one of those. 
I want to say uh, I want to say Power Rangers meets Ninja Turtles. The um the live action one, Ninja Turtles on TV show and Power Rangers, the regular TV show by Sabin. Uh really good. Yeah, just, I'm watching this and I feel like I'm watching a pilot for James and the Giant Peach. Oh, he's singing Dreadle Dreadle Dreadle. Is that is that what the that character sounds like? I don't remember the cockroach from uh Is he a cockroach or a cricket? I don't know. But I don't remember him from the sh from the show. He's probably in one or two episodes, right? They bring him back. I remember the bunny. I remember the bunny needing to get rescued from uh from the robot. And okay, now I remember another thing about the show. The karaoke cafe. Uh, was it every episode? Yeah, I think every episode at the end they would have a little song. If you find a song, we'll drink a job at your home karaoke. Uh, yeah. they, okay, that's what this show used to do. They used to have these little animated movies. And now that I look at it, they are reusing some of the uh, the motions that they've done. There's the bread. There's the bread right there. Bringing all the characters back together. But see, he was not really in the episode. He's just, they did a flashback of him. Wasn't that a flashback? I don't know. If we see him, if we see him in the background, I take it back. But I'm pretty sure that was a flashback from a previous episode. See, this show does use claymation, and then it'll go to animation, and then it'll go to previously used frames. They did a lot of work. It's probably a lot of work. Imagine doing a TV show. Imagine doing one of these. Yeah. Oh, this is a great episode. Wait, how's the dreidel spinning and they're still standing on it? Unless unless we'll see it there. Oh, they're on a platform. That's what it is. Wow. They built that dreidel. They built it out of some kind of me me mechanism, right, to make it spin? Cause that's not claymation. That's probably made made of metal. I wonder how big these these miniatures are. Like, what do you think? I'm thinking realistically. I'm thinking they're between a foot to a foot a foot to two feet. Um, and I'm thinking they're really malleable. You can move them around. It's it's probably clay, but some of it probably has some memory. Like the legs are probably not clay. The faces and the the hair is clay. But you really think they do everything in clay? I think they have a body and then they decorate it out of clay. Uh, does Sally, her name, no, it's her name, Molly. Does uh, does Molly always wear that hat? <laughs> He's just, the uh, robot reminds me of um, Comfort Factor. Just seeing what it said there. No, but the robot reminds me from uh, Small Soldiers. 1998 movie, Small Soldiers. That stop motion as well. A lot of stop, stop motion stuff back then. We're climbing down here. Looks like chocolate. Looks like they're digging through chocolate. So cool. So yeah, everybody. Just want to wish a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday to everybody out there. Right there at Stonehenge right now. They're not in the North Pole. But yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. And I hope you guys have a great time with you and your families. 
Um, thanks for stopping by and uh, taking the time to listen along to uh, an episode of Tune Along. And if you've had a chance to watch an episode or, or two, then uh, thank you and hope to hope to have you come back. Um, if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Um, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Um, I'm trying to put out as much as you know as many videos as much stuff out there as as I can for what the time I've got. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll just see how it goes and keep uploading more episodes. If you guys have any uh, requests or suge- or suge- suggestions, let me know. Um, be more than happy to do an episode for you. Um, you know, the whole point of this, the whole point of this series that I've that I've started too long is basically um, to just for myself, just start watching some of these old shows and just comment on what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling when I'm watching it, just the memories, reminisce, uh, just see what's locked up in, uh, in the old noggin. Because uh, I find that sometimes the best way to remember things is by watching the stuff from your childhood and you just spark some memories and you spark one thing, it's a, it's a domino effect and next thing you know you're remembering other stuff and, and then you're watching new stuff and, and you're, you know, you know what I mean? You, you, you get to give these old shows a second chance. And I think that's fun. Or you give them a fresh few, fresh first uh, new shot, new chance, and that's uh, that's even better. Because who knows? They, they've been they've been doing all kinds of stuff now with uh, with this nostalgia stuff. You go to the store now, you can find anything, everything. But some of the shows, like this one, Bump in the Night, I haven't seen as much stuff, you know. And I feel like maybe there's more shows out there that deserve more spotlight than others. Uh, not to take anything away from the, the new stuff being done today, but. I feel like the stuff that was done before had the the main, you know, they're the foundation. They've already, like the Simpsons. You can't copy the Simpsons. They've done. They've already done everything. So they're the they're the original. Why would you change the original recipe? You can improve on it, but I still think that if ever you're gonna, you know, try a new recipe, always try the original to know what you what you're what you were intended to to see, and then try out the new stuff, the stuff that was influenced by it after. Um, and it's always good to give it a shot for yourself and see if you like it. Maybe you've never heard of the show. Maybe, maybe you have, and maybe you just don't remember it the same way that you used to. And maybe just giving it a second watch will, will help brighten things up, just like that star up there. So right now they're at Stonehenge, and now they've met the hummingbird. Stonehenge must be crazy. I hear when you go to Stonehenge, though, you, you're not allowed to touch it. You, you can just watch, you can just walk near it, but you can't touch any of the stone. What? I I mean, it's I understand why they don't want people you know ruining it, but at the same time it's like eh, I'm just going to see some rocks that I can't touch and I can probably see them from here, on TV. But still worth going out and checking out nonetheless, right? I I'm trying to see the uh, voice actor that's doing the British. I think it's the same voice actor that does Bumpy. There was only three voice actors at the beginning. Oh, that's cool. They made him into a hamburger. <laughs> a squishy burger. <laughs> he's so... He's got so many folds, he can, he can fold himself in to make a, an actual cheeseburger. Huh. That's cool. This is so cartoony. The guys who made this, or I don't know if it's the writers or or the animators, or 
somebody has been influenced by cartoons majorly to do something like that riding a hummingbird on christmas night dressing your friend as as a as a hamburger to learn lure him to go into the into space to go and get that star unreal crazy unreal If you're not tripping balls, you're probably tripping balls right now. <laughs> Make their puppy! <laughs> yep, no, they're not going to the Star What did they think was going to happen? Now I'm curious to see what happens. And once again, just like Nightmare Before Christmas, we're falling out of the sky into the clouds. Where will he land? Is he going to land in a graveyard? Huh. It's cool to see the way they did that animation. No, they landed in Christmas land. Okay, they're probably in the North Pole. Exactly. Even the way he fell in the snow. <laughs> oh, you know what? You don't need a Nightmare Before Christmas 2. It's right here. These guys definitely influence each other. I don't know who influenced who. What came out first? I want to say Nightmare came out first, right? 93. And uh, Bump in the Nights, 94, 95, probably right after. Nightmare, you know what? Nightmare Before Christmas is probably the movie that that sparked the uh, that sparked the uh, the world for claymation. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. And then this show just pays homage to it really good. That just the way they filmed the snow. I mean, you're you're not gonna make a Christmas. Uh, you're not gonna make a uh, a claymation Christmas special and not put a claymation a claymation Christmas character drop inside the snow like that. Wow, look at the way he melted. <laughs> Okay, I just thought of a genre. I mean, it's probably already been done to some degree, but what about this? What about Ren and Stimpy in Claymation? That'll be my final show, my fifth show. Um, Ren and Stimpy in Claymation, but they really pay a lot of attention to detail on those gross, gross, uh, those close-up grotesque shots. You know what I'm talking about when they when they show the face and they they show the warts and they show all the hairs and all that, like they did before with uh, Squishy, the way he was frozen. Uh, just was so funny. Do, 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 do. June, July, August. Cool. I like that, uh, the background they put there when he was, uh, when his eyes were in like a hypnosis. Yeah, that's really cool. They put they've put cartoons. This show is definitely revolutionary. They've put cartoons and claymation together and they've put the real world and claymation together. I think maybe it's just missing cartoons in the real world together like they did for uh, Roger Rabbit. Oh, I feel like they're going to go over the hill and just find Christmas land. Yeah, Bumpy definitely has an alien-like footing. What's this? These guys literally just landed in the coldest place on earth. They're that crazy. They don't give a damn. Look at the wrinkles under his uh, his neck when he frowns. There's Christmas Science, a U.S. military base. <laughs> That's a cool concept. Look at that runway; it just turns. They have a they have one street. 
Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Now that, okay, you know what that looks like, right? You know the claymation video game, the only claymation video game? Um, Clay Fighters? I'm, I'm thinking Clay Fighter 64. The Snowman with the Nose. There's another claymation. This show has literally sparked my memory on everything claymation that I've ever seen. I mean, I knew it was going to do that, but this right here at this moment, they're in the North Pole, they're at Santa's base, the elves are in charge. They got snowmen henchmen, these big snowmen henchmen. And it, I feel like every I feel like they've paid homage to every single thing or they're they're all feeding off each other. Like the the, the claymation video game which I'm assuming came after, right? There was one for the Super Nintendo as well. Uh they definitely influenced one another. One another. And those elves, that elf right now looks like Itkiss. Like, just paint that guy purple right now. Paint that guy purple. Just modify maybe, you know, his face just a little bit. And you've got Ickis from uh, Our Real Monsters. Yeah, you know what? Just make every single Nickelodeon cartoon ever made, make it into Claymation. Or make one episode, a Claymation special for all. Or You know what? Just make a one-hour Claymation movie and have all the Nick characters in it. Yeah, I like how they reuse that that shot of the guy, the soldiers turning. Wow, the building kind of has a gargoyles, Batman animated series Gotham look to it. Just throw that building in the middle of Gotham City, and it would it blend in. Really well done, really well done. Even the way that the the snowman moved his uh, moved uh, moved his rifle, and the way it spun and and shook after. I'm really curious how they did this back then. I mean, I, I know they're moving frame by frame, but look at the way that that thing snaps into place. The uh, their their guns they snap in place, but they don't just stand there and stay there. They kind of wobble a bit. I'm really unless they just kind of do a little wobble frame animation and clip it in there. So well done. And uh. Is every other episode of Bump in the Night like this? This well done? I would think so. I would imagine so. But I do remember some Bump in the Night episodes just being a little bit lazy. You know, they use some of the cutouts. They use some of the reoccurring frames. They they reuse them, the same frames over and over, uh, the motions, which is understandable. You know, it's a budget. It's got a show. They got a budget. They got something. To, but I, you know, you, you really do enjoy when they do a little something extra. Let's put it that way. And this show is definitely top top two. I want to put them with Nightmare Before Christmas in the best uh, claymation of all time. Nightmare Before Christmas gets the number one because it's a movie, because it's got so much funding, because it's got, uh, you know, the way it was done is it's a masterpiece. The music is fantastic, uh, Danny Elfman. But as far as a show, like just watching this right now, I think I just had a flashback right now. Bumpy in that snowman outfit. Do I have to say it again? It's Jack Skellington in the snowman outfit. And look, it's the three, it's the three henchmen. It's um, Oogie Boogie and uh, what's the name of the three uh, Oogie Boogie uh, kids there? But that's the three of them right there. Just the way they were walking. Jack, Jack, we found him. Sandy Claus. 
That's cool. They took off they took off the snowman's jacket and suit and he just turned into a ball and rolled him away. You've been relieved. Is he gonna jump out and it's gonna split? You know what? They make so many cartoon character uh figurines. I even have a nightmare for Christmas one Christmas one myself. How about a night? Uh, how about a bump in the night one? You know when 3D printing comes out and it's well, it's already out, but when 3D printing gets way better and the details get even more better and perfect, you know what's gonna happen? People are just gonna print their favorite shots from their favorite scenes of their show. Everyone's gonna have these things standing on their thing. You print them out. It's gonna come out. It's gonna be like 20 bucks. You get a figurine. You get the exact figurine you want. There's no messing around. You don't have to wait for a, a company to make something you're waiting for. You just make it yourself. Obviously, you can't sell it because that's copyright. But uh, you can always print one for yourself or make one if you got the skill at the time. Learn to make a little bit of claymation. That'd be a cool project to do. Just do a little one-minute claymation uh, motion sequence and see how it goes. See how long it takes you to do one minute. Then do five and then ten and see see how long it takes you. And if you get better, and then next thing you know, never know. Claymation. The uh, the I want to call it like the uh, the lost art of origami for cartoons. No one's gonna do this. No one's gonna take the time with the computers and everything. There's even back then when people had time to do clay because most people played with clay back in the day um, in art class or anywhere. So those people were exposed to enough clay that say out of a thousand people, one person tried to do claymation. Well, today there's maybe like half or I don't know. I'm speculating, but I'm sure there's a lot less people touching clay today than they did back in the day. So there's going to be less people. There's going to be less, you know. But, you know, they could be influenced. They could watch this. Kids, you know, the new the old, the old, new generation can watch this, can get influenced by, by it, watch Robot Chicken, get influenced by that. This way to the bag. So they're making their way out of the, uh, the North Pole. They're going inside. Looks like the president's house. Looks like the White House. Imagine imagine there is a base up there that looks exactly like that. It wouldn't have a runway like that. It wouldn't have a curving runway like that, would it? Well, I guess if you're landing and then you park your plane. But I don't know, just the way it looked. Yeah, there's their kids. Yeah, I'm watching this, and all I can think of is Ariel Monsters, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, you know the whole, the whole series, the whole gang. I'm so surprised. I, I still can't get over the fact that Bumpy was inside the snowman outfit. They fell from the sky. They fell in the snow. They went to the, when they met those three elves. It just looked like they were going to they were going to Mr. Bumpy's lair. Even the way the uh, the door looked like a cemetery, uh, the three characters, the way they're they're scrawning around with their evil look in their eyes. I don't know if I'll do it, but at some point, maybe next year, Christmas special, we'll do a Nightmare Before Christmas movie. We'll sit down, uh, watch that. I'll bring a couple friends over, and we'll do uh, we'll do a group a group uh, audio commentary on Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that show, that movie, sorry, has influenced a ton of people. Everyone has their story on it, and I, I'm just curious to see what people say. 
uh, if they had the same kind of, you know, experience with it as I did. I remember watching Nightmare Before Christmas and being freaked out. Every time I watched it, I'd be, especially the beginning scene when it's dark and the doom, 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 doom. You know that whole song that goes by? Dun, 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 dun. And right there, the way that nutcracker looks. Even the bag right there, the ripple in the bag, everything looks like Santa's sleigh, looks like Jack Skellington's sleigh from the Nightmare. Ah. Oh, that's cool. He's got a little devil bumpy. And what, the angel bumpy's going to be on the right? Bumpy's bag. Let's see. Here comes the angel. Yeah, now that you know, in movies and shows back in the day, they sh- they always showed the devil and the angel on the shoulder. Oh, no, the bumpy's got two devils. Well, they do that today too. They do the two devils. But I'm just saying, you see a lot less of that today. A, le- a lot less uh, conscious thinking and 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 you know motives and motivation and lessons in TV shows. It was more. I think back then, kids shows. The people that were in charge of the network said, listen, if you're going to make something for kids, it has to be educational. Today, no, no, no longer the case. I think I think SpongeBob opened the door for that. The minute SpongeBob started coming out and becoming so mainstream and popular as being like a goofy cartoon, there's nothing educational about it. Um, then I opened the flood. It flooded the gates for everything else. And I could be wrong about SpongeBob. I mean, there's probably other shows out there that did worse. But I just think of SpongeBob when I think of a uh, show. And look at that. There's Santa Claus all beefed up. He's in Oogie's Lair. I'm Honestly, I, I'm blown away on the comparison right now with Nightmare and Mr. Bumpy Christmas Special. I mean, sh- should I even be so surprised? I don't even think so. But just the fact that those specific scenes are in there, it just... Like, if I had to put money on it, I'd definitely bet the guy was influenced. Whoever made this was influenced and said, listen, we got to make a claymation Christmas. What are we going to watch? What has been done before? There's only one thing been done before. Well, two. Maybe maybe three. But California Raisins, the claymation Christmas, and Nightmare Before Christmas. That's what you're going to be watching if you're making this. I like how they have the music playing while Bumpy's trying to get out. Just the, You know, you see that in a lot of Christmas movies today where they... They'll have uh, nice, calm Christmas mu- music playing, like Krampus, and at the beginning, and it's all hectic. Christmas music could always bring the mood nice and calm, really bring, uh, make you relaxed. So even when you're watching something that's chaotic and, and crazy, like right now, Bumpy running away, Christmas music just makes it that much better. Is she jealous or what? Oh, she's saying they're not good enough. That was pretty good. Yeah, you got the you got those whistles, those they whoop, those whip. Uh, what do you call those? A drop whistle, a cartoon whistle. Yeah, but bump in the night. Right now, guys, we're at the forty-six minute twenty-three second mark. The guys are all squished, and look, they're actually in uh, as cardboard forms. Cardboard or pieces of wood. Yeah, you know, doing a claymation show. Look at the way they made him spin. But doing a claymation show, having real world and claymation in the same thing, 
with car along with cartoons can give you way more range on what you, your possibilities are um, for your show. There's no way they would have been able to do this episode. Like, okay, just look at the old claim. Okay, when I said, I can't believe I forgot to mention out of all the freaking Christmas specials, claymation or stop motion, the Santa Claus is coming to town, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer one. How could I forget that one? That's definitely the, the main inspiration, 100%. Um, all the shows that, all the claymation and stop motions, if you noticed, they have all they all have Christmas, or they're all Christmas is definitely their best work. Why? Probably because because of those two episodes. The the Santa Claus is coming to town and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Um, there was a few other little ones done by the same group. I think they had like a Leprechaun Christmas um, with a Frosty a Snowman or something. But see right here the way they they're showing these guys it just reminds me also Nightmare Before Christmas. He's flying. Jack is flying in the sky, and they're shooting down his plane. Right there, they're aiming for us. They're trying to hit us. Here they come. See those rockets? Here they come. It looks like the same frame. Looks like the same shot from. Uh... Oh, careful down there, Jack. Yeah, even the way the towers look. <laughs> Cruise missiles. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh man, this is epic. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas meets Mr. Bumpy. You've got it right here. But yeah, like I was saying, most of the Christmas specials, like claymations, you know, those claymation shows and movies, they've all done Christmas. It's been done. That's the one thing to do. Because why? Because of the, you know, Santa Claus coming to town, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, they, they, I'm sure they were influenced by that. They said, oh, I want to make my own Christmas special. Think about it. If you had access today to some money, uh, good producers, good animators, and you can do anything, what, what would you probably do? What would probably be your first thing? I'd, me personally, I'd do a Christmas special. I would do a one hour or hour and a half and do my best work in the Christmas special and then have people wanting more of that Christmas special. If I saw Bump in the Night and I saw this, Say I'm a kid, I turn on TV and I see this Christmas special. And I go, okay, where's more of it? Is there any more of it? No, it's just a movie. Okay, well, the Christmas special got me hooked and watching. Now, on a, now, I want to, now I want to watch the whole thing. I want the whole show. So, you know, it's only... I, f I figure, you know, imagine the world in between now and 20 years from now. If things keep progressing, if, if things keep getting more, uh, technology keeps getting better... Uh, the animation keeps getting better, and this stuff here just gets more accessible. People can do it. Then it's only a matter of time before the next person gets influenced, and next thing you know, uh, you've got the new version of Bump in the Night paying homage to the old stuff. They still make black... I mean, I'm asking, do they still make black and white movies, silent black and white movies, just for the freaking hell of it? I would think so, right? I think there's probably like a film a guru film artist out there that's just really into it. He loves the idea, loves the art of it, and he's going to make one, right? So might be the same thing with Claymation in, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Whoa. Okay. This guy's Earthworm Jim. I, I don't know why I didn't see it now. Worm in a suit is Earthworm Jim. Once again, same era. Greatest era to, to, to honestly, between 92... Or even sorry, I'm. I, look from '85 to to '99 to two, even 2002. You're in a lucky era for Christmas. 
But I want to say more specifically, from 92 to 97 is is gold, gold Christmas. Right up until 98, because then Pokemon kicks in. I always see, the, I don't know, in my world, I always see post-Pokemon and pre-Pokemon. Before Pokemon, uh, kids were bored. And after Pokemon, uh, boredom slowly stopped. Video games started kicking it one hell of a notch up. Um, so before then, the imagination was wild, going crazy. This is all based off the imagination. And look, Bumpy comes back with all the Christmas gifts. See, Bumpy's the best guy. It's awesome. Make sure all his friends, even the robot that's going to kick his butt right after, gets a gift. What'd they get? Oh, they got, my, they got some kind of makeup. What do you think the robot's going to get? Was he going to get a robot lady? That's the, uh, that's the same voice as Bumpy. I'm sure, you know, most of the characters are just reused. Yeah, it's a female robot. She kind of looks like the girl from Men in Black, the doctor that works in uh, in the morgue. What, wait, what did that say? <laughs> Most impressive. And then what did the closet monster get, do you think? If the closet got monster got anything. I don't know. I, and I'm pretty sure at the end of the episode, I don't I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure they're going to have a Christmas song to finish it all off, to, to send us off into, into the holidays. Hey, guys, let me know in the comments below if you've ever seen this show live, uh, this this special live at any point or any time. Uh, let me know what year, if you remember, or what channel, uh, and just your impressions on it, what it made you feel right after you watched it. I know, I remember, I do remember seeing this on TV, but not watching the whole thing. Um it would have probably been on in the afternoon around 1 o'clock on a Saturday or, you know, a 2 o'clock showing. Um, would have seen something that my parents would have had to gone out and I would have followed them, go Christmas shopping. Um, and you know what? You, you look on the back. Look on Bumpy's neck. He's got those spikes, right? I never actually noticed that until, like, a couple episodes after watching the first one, right? Like, yeah, I never noticed that right away. Even, like, now when, you, when you're looking at him, you don't even see that. I even when I used to draw them, I, I used to try and make little bumpy drawings and stuff. I never drew those. I never knew they were there. But yeah, favorite part of the episode so far has been when they went to the North Pole, a.k.a. Christmas Land. And just the similarities from Nightmare Before Christmas and this show. I'm blown away. I'm actually blown away on how similar they are. Could you imagine if this came out before Nightmare and Nightmare just like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Let's make a movie. Pro probably not, That's probably not the way it happened, but imagine. Wait, what does it say at the back? Pizza. And even, like, the place that he's in right now, this kind of cafe, uh, restaurant, uh, latte bar, karaoke place, I feel like that's a thing of the 90s. Kids, teenagers would have gone there. It's it's like the diner for, for the kid of the 90s. And I'm thinking of Angel Grove Power Rangers when they're at their place, when they're at that rec center. Um, it's some kind of restaurant, and they're all hanging out there. And I don't know, the, the floor pattern, the way it looks on the walls. Uh, there's a show up in Canada here that played uh, called Student Bodies. Uh, just the same feel. Like you had that, you had the club room, you had the place at school, the place where you would sit with your friends and, and chat about things and uh, reminisce. 
Now today, where do you find those places today? It's all in your phone. People just go sit in their corner, chat on their phone. But back, way back when, people got together, made time to get together. Uh, they said, no, I can't. I got a meeting with all my friends for an hour. Go have lunch. Or Today, you just do whatever you want. You sit at your own desk. Don't, nobody talks with each other anymore. So get together this Christmas if you can. Watch some of these old shows with friends that you've known your whole life, people that you used to talk to, and just say, hey, do you remember when you used to watch this show? Um, let me know what you think about it. Let me know. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Honestly, I'm just curious. Curious to see what people think about the show. Doesn't get enough spotlight. I'm sure even if you go on YouTube and you type "bump in the night," there might be some people talking about it. But it's just got such a small fan base. It just needs that one little spotlight. I feel like if Nickelodeon picked this up and just started showing it, and just having like reruns of this stuff playing and in HD. In widescreen, remastered, even maybe even redone. Spend a million dollars. Why not? Spend two million dollars and redo the episodes. Make them fresh. Um, keep the keep the original jokes, I would say, but just make it look more smooth. And what, I'm sure, I'm interested actually, I'm sure they have the old animation um, models. I'm sure they still have those lying around somewhere in the studio. Even get, grab those back and just work with those. Just a superb show for the 90s. He's got that 90s green, just like the mask had his green. Uh, you know, the for me, the mid-90s is the age of color in cartoons. The really, really bright colors. you got the mask. You've got uh, Bump in the Night. You know, you got Ren and Stimpy. SpongeBob comes later. All these shows, but their colors are so vivid and so so out there. And the, just the mixture and the patterns and the, the the wickedness, the craziness, the kookiness. Look look at that moon. It looks like a Ren and Stimpy kind of moon, you know? And this is going to be the song at the end, right? He's singing on the, on the, the 12 Days of Christmas. And they're basically doing that because I think it's budget. They're just going to show more frames from all the animation they worked on. Because they're not going to have enough to make an hour special. I think this is like the third time they show this map. And then they're going to show... Yeah, exactly. You can pretty much assume this is the end of the episode. Let's go ahead and have one last look at what we just watched again. They could have just made a half-hour episode and just made it all claymation. But the fact that it's an hour, I'm not going to complain. I'm happy. They got it in VHS. Pop it out of your VHS player if you haven't. Was there, I just noticed now there was only four uh, reindeer. Six and eight reindeers would have cost too much. We would have had to make more reruns. Uh, There's a nice Christmas song playing here to, I want to say, to play us off into the Christmas week evening. Once again, guys, thanks for stopping by, for taking a look at this episode with me. Ah, And just a Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Hope all the best for all of you and try to watch some cartoons this holiday season. You know, just like old times, maybe wake up on a Saturday morning, go get your Christmas gifts under the table, under the under the table, where well, that's where I keep them, but uh, under the tree and uh, your, your stockings, get it all done, get all your stuff that you need um, and just play your favorite Christmas episode. doesn't matter what it is. Just play the first thing that comes to your mind, the first thing that's in your heart. Just put that sucker up on uh, on the TV, press play. If you got kids at home, show them the shows you used to be into. You know, let them know how these shows made you feel when you were their age. 
because I'm telling you, probably today, kids, they're not going to be watching cartoons like we did. They're just going to see it like any other cartoon. But back in the day when we saw a Christmas special, uh, it was once a year. It was a special. We only saw it once. So enjoy it if you haven't seen it in a while, everybody. And I'm pretty sure the episode's about to end here. We're at the 58-minute mark. And right here, we are all, we're also at a milestone. We're at the longest episode of Tune Along. Um, so, yeah, thanks for st- thanks thanks to anybody who's stuck the whole way uh, to watch this episode. Right now, all the characters are kind of giving uh, Molly a hard time. You know, Molly reminds me a bit of uh, Lucy from Charlie Brown, the Christmas special, when she's trying to direct the play. No, no, she wants Charlie Brown to direct the play, but she's really the boss, you know? Malls. Yeah, those three Barbies. You know, just uh, a bump in the night little playset where you got Bumpy, Squishington, Molly, maybe even the robot. I know it would sell. I know people would buy them. Or even miniatures, just a little a little pack with all the characters and little miniature thing. You put it on your display. See, they're all being nice to Molly. I feel like poor old Closet Monster is getting left out. Because, you know, I think Closet... No, 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 no. Here we go. There's Closet Monster behind Bumpy. Spoke too soon. What do you, th- you think is going to happen? I think he's going to grab him, and he's going to give him a kiss or something, and he's going to say, Merry Christmas, sir. Or Closet Monster. <laughs> this is it. This is... This is the cliffhanger of the closet monster. You always get to see the real side of people on Christmas, and we'll find out how the closet monster is. Let's see. And that rabbit's frightened. He let him go. He basically said, peace on earth. When Christmas Day comes, even the closet monster is going to have his peace. What do you think he's saying? Well, obviously he's trying to tell him something, Squish. Thanks. Ooh, he's got a zipper in there. He's got a present. Oh, he's got a present for Bumpy. What do you think Bumpy got? I know what it is. It's a sock, right? It's going to be a sock. Bumpy's favorite. A special collector's edition. Closet Monster. You outdid yourself this year. If the Closet Monster can bring cheer in you, anything can bring cheer in you. And by all means, I hope you guys find some good cheer this holiday season. Special collectors. <laughs> you know, if there's any if there's any bump in the night uh, following out there, cult following out there, you know that sock's hanging on a wall somewhere. <laughs> Created by Ken Pontac, Chris Barrison. Ah, just a nice little piano to play us off into the evening. But that's the end of the episode, folks. And thanks again for stopping by for another episode of Tune Along Christmas Special. Um, I know there's so many Christmas specials out there that we can do and we can talk about, but this one just felt right today. This one felt like the one I wanted to do. I thought, honestly, I thought it was going to be a 20 minute to 22 minute episode. Um, but I guess, you know what? They did put it on VHS. They, they made it as a movie. They spent a little extra time on it. So it's definitely worth a watch. If you don't have much time to watch claymation or anything at all, um, I definitely, I would, if you do remember the show, definitely give this a watch. If not, Check it out. Just uh, you'll see what I mean the minute you 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 know 
the minute you pop it in, the minute you watch it, you're going to know exactly what I mean. It's It's got the old school flavor. So with that being said, uh, you guys take care, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. I'll try to do another couple couple more Christmas ones if I can, or squeeze them in. I don't know if I'll have the time to edit them as quickly to get them uh, before Christmas, but even if it's before January 1st, it's all good. Keep the Christmas spirit going up until the new year. And thanks for stopping by, everybody, and you take care of yourself, and we'll be chatting soon. All right now, bye-bye. You just listened to a Tune Along podcast. If you like what you heard or have any comments or feedback, don't hesitate to check out more on iTunes, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio, as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for more info. I'll see you next time. Ciao!